When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you don't have a clear curriculum for your classroom, it is so overwhelming to try to put that together yourself. Spending hours on Pinterest and Google, pulling worksheets and pulling pieces of curriculum together to make something that works for your classroom. That's why we created the Autism Helper Curriculum and now offer Curriculum Access. Curriculum Access gets you access to all levels and all subjects of the highly differentiated evidence-based Autism Helper Curriculum. You can have students working on letter identification and working on parts of speech at the same time in our easy-to-use curriculum. We currently have hundreds of teachers using Curriculum Access from all over the world with consistently rave reviews. I want you to join that group of teachers. Now is the time to ask your administrators for curriculum access. We have an email template ready to go so you can ask them to set up a demo. Your administrators can jump on a live call with our team members to see everything that's included in the Autism Helper curriculum access. Next year, let's reduce the overwhelm. Let's start the year out with a path and a plan and resources to meet all the diverse needs of your students. Let's make next year the year of curriculum access. Head over to the show notes to learn more. Hi, I'm Sasha Long, special ed teacher and board certified behavior analyst. Welcome to the Autism Helper Podcast. I'm here to explore different strategies to improve the lives of individuals with autism. favorite parts of a behavior plan to talk about are the replacement behaviors because they are so, so important. And they really, to me, shift your mindset. When you're approaching decreasing a negative behavior, you almost want to focus more on teaching that missing skill, but it's figuring out what that missing skill is, right? So today I'm chatting with BCBA Kate Patterson, and she's talking about how to identify replacement behaviors via the function of the negative behavior. She talks you through exactly what that means, how we figure out that hypothesized function, and what our next steps are for determining what the replacement behavior could be. We've got to get to that missing skill and give our kids a new and better way to get access to whatever reinforcer they are looking for. Hi, Kate. Thank you so much for joining me. You're welcome. It's great to be here. So today, Kate and I are going to be talking about one of my favorite topics that I've probably talked about many times on this podcast, and that's replacement behaviors and specifically really how to utilize identifying the function of your negative behavior to get to that appropriate replacement behavior. So Kate, do you want to talk us through kind of what that means in, in regular language? <laughs> sure, sure. So within behavior analysis, um, we've identified that there are typically four functions of any behavior that occurs. Um, we're either trying to get attention from somebody, we're trying to escape an unpleasant uh, activity or environment, 
Um, we're trying to access something that we can't get yet, or it's an automatic thing. So it just feels good internally for us. Um, and so with those functions, most of our negative behaviors are trying to meet one of those functions. And so when we have children um, that are displaying these negative behaviors, we want to see, okay, what function does this behavior meet for them? And how can we teach them uh, a different way of meeting that function of behavior? So what's the the first step? Obviously, you know, a big undertaking. How do we start to figure out the function of a negative behavior? Yeah, I mean, it starts with taking data, which can be daunting in itself. Um, So usually when I am consulting with teachers or staff or parents, um, I have them do a fill out a questionnaire about um, and the questions have what happens before, what happens after the behavior, um, and how they respond to the behavior. And then I also will either observe them myself or have them take what we call ABC data, which is antecedent behavior consequence. So we identify the behavior and then we write down everything um, that happens before and everything that happens after, uh, just so that we can see you know, what is the child getting Um, And what is the situation that they're put in to elicit this behavior? And so once we have, you know, our best guess on function, because I always kind of remind people, you know, we never know for sure. We have our best guess based on our data. What's that next step for starting to figure out what a replacement behavior can be and what can that look like? Sure. So I often call it a hypothesized function. And Mm -hmm. so once we have that identified, we want to look at what are more appropriate ways to meet that same function. So, uh, for instance, if it's an attention-seeking behavior, uh, instead of, you know, them kicking mom in the shins to get her attention, maybe we're teaching them to tap her on the shoulder or to say, excuse me, mom, um, And then it's meeting the same function as the negative behavior. And how do we know if we're on the right or wrong track with this hypothesized function? Yeah, so we have to take data, just as we were taking it before, um, on if the negative behavior is decreasing. Uh, If it is, then we are on the right function of behavior and it's working and we can keep going with it. Uh, If the negative behavior is still occurring and it's not decreasing, then we might need to go back and say, okay, is this really the function of the behavior that we want to get rid of? Or is there maybe something else um, that it, another function it might be? Another thing, um, when we choose a replacement behavior, we want to remember that it should be easier than the negative behavior, because if it's harder, the kid's less likely to do it. Yeah, of course. Why would I do the harder thing? Right. (laughs) Um, I always kind of think about a replacement behavior as like the secret sauce to a behavior plan because I I so often see this piece missing and it's like this is this is how it all works, guys. Like you need this for the whole behavior plan to really be effective because if you're not focusing on that missing skill, the child and and any individual is still going to continue to engage in that other behavior because they don't have another way. Yeah. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day for movement. 
Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So thinking about, you know, you, you kind of talked through one example there with the attention-seeking behavior. What can this look like? Can you talk through maybe an example of something with an escape behavior or something that's to avoid something and what that could look like with, with the replacement? Sure. So often, you know, when I think of these negative behaviors, it's often because there's a deficit in some kind of skill. And a lot of them is communication. Um, and so whether it's the child not being able to communicate or them not being able to receive communication, um, these problem behaviors, negative behaviors occur. So for escape, um, if they're trying to get out of something, a few replacement behaviors that I've used in the past are um, at teaching them how to ask for maybe a quieter place or to ask for a different task at that time or for a break. Um, another one that I use is using a visual schedule so that they can see you know, what comes after this thing that's really hard? And if I do the thing that's really hard quickly and don't take a break, I'm going to get to the thing I like more quicker. Yeah, exactly. I love kind of throwing back to what you had said a few minutes ago. You know, you mentioned data a few times right away, which like you said, sometimes intimidates people, but it doesn't have to. And the data is so important because it's going to give us an idea of function versus if we just looked at maybe what that behavior you know, a quick glance at that behavior of like, oh, like the example, I'm kicking mom's shins. Well, that means he doesn't want to do the activity. So I'm going to go ahead and give him a break. Well, if we dug deeper and we had data to support that decision, that hypothesized function, we could see that, oh no, like just because they're kicking doesn't mean, you know, they want a break. Even though it's a, maybe not a great way to get attention, it is working. The data will help kind of illuminate that. Yeah. One thing I, I like to remind um, people I'm working with is that we are emotional beings. And a lot of times I'll have staff or parents say, you know what, he's just doing it to get under my skin or because he doesn't like me or he wants to make me annoyed. Um, and really looking deeper into, okay, the function of this is not to get under my skin. Um, he's really trying to communicate something. Yeah, and we, if spending that time you know, figuring out what that is like you said, we'll figure out the missing skill. And yeah. behavior change really comes from from teaching that missing skill, not just focusing on decreasing the negative one. Mm -hmm. Can you talk through an example um, for a behavior that's potentially multiply controlled? So when we have maybe an attention and an escape component where it gets kind of tricky, obviously, you know, we don't have a specific example. So something hypothetical here. Sure. Um, yeah, Oftentimes, behaviors can be multiply maintained. Um, usually when I see it, it's the initial um, behavior is 
for attention or for access or for escape. And so they want to get out of doing something, but then they're given so much attention that now it's maintained um, by seeking attention. Um, so for instance, um, if we're in a classroom and the kid doesn't want to do his math, and so he starts acting out in the class and his classmates start laughing and giving it attention, oh, well, now I'm getting out of what I don't want to do and all these people are enjoying what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. uh, so it can be multiply maintained that way. And how do you start to approach a replacement behavior? Let's say in that situation you were just talking about, you know, something that started as um, escape and then now is looking at getting attention. What what can we look for for replacement behavior for a situation like that? Sure. So I usually try to look at the initial behavior first. Um, so if we can see that first is coming the escape and then the attention, then we'll say, okay, let's start with the thing that happens first because then if we can nip that, we might not have those other behaviors. Oh, yeah, um, that's a great suggestion. So in doing that, if it's, you know, if he or she begins to ask for a break and still gets attention, then you can address the attention seeking behavior as well. Yeah, that always gets tricky when there's, you know, multiple things going on, which is actually, I think, pretty common because mm -hmm. that situation that you explained I'm sure teachers see play out all the time. Yeah, but there's also um, some overlapping replacement behaviors for almost all of the functions. Um, Can you explain that a little more? Sure. So, for instance, if a kid wants attention from somebody um, and that person's not available, he might start acting out to be able to get that attention. But if we teach him to wait, then uh, we can use that as a way of helping them to learn how to wait for an access to an item. Um, so if it's multiply maintained by access to something and attention, we're teaching them those things. Um, if it's escape and access, um, a schedule, using a visual schedule so that they know, you know, when the thing they don't want to do is over and when they can access the thing they really want. Yes, definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I think this is a really, you know, I love, I love, love talking about replacement behaviors. So I love getting someone other, someone else's perspective too on the same idea. Um, so thank you so much, Kate, for taking the time to share your strategies with us. You're welcome. Thanks for letting me come and talk with you guys. Thanks for listening to the Autism Helper podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more, hit subscribe. It would mean a lot to me if you left some feedback. Whether I'm working one-on-one -on -one with a student, doing a podcast like this one, or presenting for a PD, my goal is always to provide as much value as I can. So your feedback really helps me make sure I'm doing just that. If you have other topics you'd like me to cover, leave in the feedback or message me on social media. You can follow me at The Autism Helper on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, or visit my website, theautismhelper.com. Thanks again for listening.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Having the right resources for your classroom is essential to making sure your classroom is running smoothly. At the Autism Helper Shop, we have all of the resources you need to make sure you have the behavior, communication, and curriculum supports for your students. Within our shop, we have adapted books, task cards, resources aligned to the VB map and the ABLES, behavior plan flowcharts, data sheets, curriculum, Everything you need, whether you are an early childhood teacher or a high school teacher, we have all of the resources that will meet those students' needs. So head over to shop.theautismhelper.com to check out all of our resources.